I don't know about you, but I joined the millions here a few weeks back who, who went outside during the lunch hour and tried to, to view, here it was the partial eclipse, but it was the first time in many, many years that it had been a full eclipse all the way across the continental United States. I, I tried to make a video of uh, the, the eclipse. It, it didn't quite work out, but I want to show you what it did because it, it, it helps a little bit to understand this passage of Scripture. I, I made what's called a pinhole camera. You may have made those when you were a, a kid. Uh, where you take a box and you, you poke a hole in one end and then you have a little screen on the other end and, and then you capture the image of that. I go ahead and run that little video, Alex, if you will. You'll see the box that I, that I made. It has a camera in one end. It has a, a little a hole at the other end and then it shows the sun on the other end. And then you'll see the video that I made that uh, unfortunately the Eclipse video didn't work. A little operator error though. But this was a test that I did of the sun the day before. And the interesting thing is you can't take a, a, a photo of the sun directly because you'll ruin your camera. So this isn't actually looking at the sun or the clouds. It's the image of the sun and the clouds that's being made on the other end of that box and then uh, made some uh, photos of that. And so you can see the sun going across the sky and the clouds and everything. Uh, Again, unfortunately, it didn't work when it was time for the eclipse, but I'm ready for 2024. I'll try again, (laughs) see if it will work. In Genesis chapter 1, there is an absolutely fascinating description of how God made us. And this is the way the Bible describes this important truth in verse 27 of Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This morning, we're going to dig into what this extraordinary statement means for you and me, that we are created in the image of God. Now, now first of all, this verse reemphasizes what the entire creation account reemphasizes, that God did this. Uh, Much has been written about how the universe came to be. I suppose it is the oldest topic of knowledge known to man. It, It predates even science itself. No matter who you were, no matter what time period you lived in, no matter your culture, somebody somewhere looked around and asked the question, where did all this come from? The answer is significant. Even if you don't consider yourself to be religious, even atheists ask that very same question. And Genesis gives us the answer. Now, now some might scoff and say the account in Genesis is unscientific. And we could go into all kinds of of discussions about the reality that there's not any disagreement between science and creation. And if you're interested in some of those discussions, uh, you can look at the North American Mission Board website. It's namb.org. And they have a section uh, that's called the apologetics section, and it has several wonderful articles that talk about the fact that there isn't any disagreement between real science and what the Bible has to say. Some great uh, uh, articles there. I encourage you to look that up at the North American Mission Board website. But getting back to the point of what we're looking at here in the first chapter of Genesis, the point here is that God is the one 
who did all of this. As you know, in this very familiar account, each day of creation describes this one foundational truth. God did this. What you see, and even what we can't see, God made. He spoke it into existence. God spoke, he created, and then he surveyed and pronounced all of it as very good. In 2013, a group of paintings was donated to the British Heritage Charity that's called the National Trust. One of the paintings was thought to be a portrait of the famous painter Rembrandt, and this particular painting they thought had been painted by one of Rembrandt's students. Now, that would have been amazing enough, but as they began to examine the painting, it revealed something even better. Instead of just being painted by one of his students, the painting had actually been painted by the artist Rembrandt himself. Now, that took this from being a a, a nice and, yes, very expensive work of art to being a priceless work of art. What was the difference? The one who painted it. No one disputes the beauty and wonder of our universe. It's a fascinating place. Our knowledge only scratches the surface of all the treasures and sights and wonders that are yet to be discovered. But as amazing as our universe truly is, the way we view our universe changes dramatically once we understand who the artist is. The way we treat the earth around us. The way we think about everything that is. The the way our entire understanding changes with these words in Genesis. And God said. Because if God did this, it changes everything. And when we look around our universe, we see that God's fingerprints are everywhere. Especially in one part of his creation. You. You are made in the image of God. Each day that is described in the Genesis account brings wonder. And amazement, as you begin to consider what's being described in that creative process, as each day God brings into existence the different parts of creation in exactly the fashion that he wanted to do it. And then he does something even more amazing. Recorded there in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. 
In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. This is one of those statements in the Bible that the more times you read it, the deeper it gets. What does it mean that we are created in the image of God? Well, certainly that would include our spiritual nature. Genesis 2 verse 7 describes how God formed us and then breathed into us His breath of life. That we are His image describes the pledge of a relationship with Him. We are to be God's representatives here on earth. We are to be the stewards of what He has spoken into existence. And we are responsible. We're accountable to Him. We're created for fellowship with God. We're created to be with Him eternally. And then Genesis chapter 3 describes how sin shattered that image. Our disobedience and rebellion takes this incredible gift that God has given and tramples it into the ground. Sin perverts the order of things. It's the created's attempt to make ourselves the creator. Worse, it fails to acknowledge the creator at all. It fools us to the delusion that we don't really need God. And nothing could be farther from the truth. We are created to be in fellowship with God. And our broken relationship with Him takes us away from the very thing He fashioned us to be. Have you ever looked at the back of a mirror? (laughs) It's really ugly. It just looks terrible. It's just this, this flat, dull, gray hunk of glass that's pretty much useful for nothing. But if you turn the mirror around, you see a perfect reflection of yourself. Far too often, spiritually, we get the mirror backwards. We judge ourselves by the metrics of this world. If we don't have enough money, if we don't have enough friends, or somehow we're not successful enough, we begin to define our life as less than what we think it ought to be. And so we waste enormous amounts of of energy trying to achieve these things that in the end don't matter at all. Which means we need to turn the mirror around. Take a closer look here at Genesis 1.27. Instead of trying to see a reflection of ourself in our life, 
We should strive to be what we've been created to be, to be a reflection of our Creator. In every decision that we make, in every goal that we set, in every plan that we undertake, we should always have this verse in the back of our mind. I am created in the image of God. In every decision you make, that thought should be foremost. How can I make this decision in such a way that I will reflect who I am? That I will be a reflection of my Creator. Now the only way to do that first and foremost is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it starts. Because without the forgiveness and grace that Jesus alone can provide us, there's no way we can accomplish this task. We have no hope of being who we were created to be outside of the grace of Christ. So the very first thing we have to do is get that settled. To make a commitment of our heart and life to Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And what that does is that restores us to what we were supposed to be. It turns the mirror back around. It makes us what God created us to be. His image. Now, when we know Christ, we ought to be constantly checking that spiritual mirror. Now, in the world, we've been taught that that's a, you know, kind of vain to be checking the mirror all the time, make sure that everything's in the right place. And I guess it could be, but but I'm going to guess that there's not a single person in this room this morning that before you came here, you didn't check the mirror. Just to be sure. And spiritually, that is absolutely vital. We should be doing that constantly throughout the day because we are all prone to slipping back into our old ways of thinking. So we need to constantly be checking to be sure that the decisions that we're making, that they reflect the image of God that we've been created to be. That the actions that we're taking, that they are reflecting the image of God that, that we've been created to be. That the thoughts that we are entertaining, that they are reflecting the image of God that we were created to be. Now, we do that through the, the basic tasks of discipleship. Prayer, Bible study, fellowship with other believers. Those are the mirror checks in our life. As as we go to God in prayer and and, and we ask him, God, is this decision something that reflects your image? Is, Is this something that when the world sees me do this, what they're going to see is you? Through Bible study, as we take our life and we compare it to the Scripture, to what God's Word says. Just like looking in a mirror and and you see a hair out of place, well, you you look in the Scripture and and maybe you'll see an action in your life. It's not quite what it should be. Or or maybe a a thought that you've been entertaining that's not quite in, in line with what the Scripture would say. 
and then you can correct it. Just like when you're looking in a mirror and you you get that calic to lay down. You look in the Scripture and realize, whoa, wait a minute, my life's not what it ought to be. And here's what I need to do to fix it. Fellowship with other believers. It's, It's one of the things that makes being a part of a church family so vital in our Christian walk. Because as we gather together, we can strengthen one another. We can encourage each other to live in the image of God that we have been created to be. Do you have an issue you're wondering about today? Is there something that, that you, a decision you've been struggling with? This is the place to start with this simple question. Does this decision help me to be a reflection of my Creator to the world? Do you have something you've been struggling with? Something that just, you know, a sin that's, that's been dogging you or, 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 or an issue that, that you just can't seem to let go of? This is the place to start. To take a hard and fast look and say, you know, does this thing that I'm allowing in my life... Does this help or hinder the reflection of God that I'm called to be, that I'm created to be? Stop and ask yourself daily, does my life reflect the Savior? Or am I letting the world see the backside of the mirror? We should all seek to be The reflection, the image of God that we were created to be. Heavenly Father, in this passage of Scripture, there's such a powerful message. That in your divine wisdom and creative power, you made us to be in your image. So, God, in everything that we do, help us to live in that truth, in the decisions that we make. Help us to judge those decisions by this reality, that the decisions we make would be made in your reflection. That the actions that we take and everything that we determine to do, that we would measure those actions by this truth that we have been created in your image. Heavenly Father, help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.